0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. It's always been a temptation, the first of a new year, to make resolutions. Well, even if you can't keep them all, it's good for the soul to make a few. May I suggest one that would be good in many ways and very easy to keep? Well, you've probably guessed it. But why not resolve in 1945 to practice protective housekeeping with wax, with genuine Johnson's wax. I mean not just wax your floors, but go right through your house from front door to kitchen. And give wax protection to your furniture and woodwork as well. To your windowsills, lampshades, ornaments, your refrigerator, picture frames, leather goods. The coat of wax protects all these surfaces from wear, makes cleaning ever so much easier, and adds immeasurably to the beauty of your home. Raise your right hand. In 1945, I will practice protective housekeeping with wax. Thank you. One subject that's always good for an argument at 79 Wistful Vista is Aunt Sarah. Mrs. McGee thinks she is a sweet, lovable old darling. And what Mr. McGee thinks of her shouldn't happen to a dog. You'll uh, see what we mean as we join Fibber McGee and Molly.
1: But McGee, darling, you don't know what Aunt Sarah said. You didn't even read her letter.
2: I don't have to read her letters. I've read her character. That buck clutching old bimbo is closer than two coats of shellac
1: Now please, McGee, Aunt Sarah is my own blood relative
2: yeah, She might be if she had any
1: In <laughs> these days Anybody think Aunt Sarah was the stingiest woman in the world to hear you talk
2: I can only think of one woman in history who dished out dough any slower Who? The Venus de Milo <laughs> She didn't have any hands Or pockets
1: Aunt Sarah is just careful, McGee you just remember, she got caught in the Panic of 1893.
2: That old prune was the Panic of
1: 1893.
2: <laughs> got more folding money than Johnson has wax. And the only foundation she ever endowed was the one she's been wearing ever since. <laughs> and that ain't an endowment. That's a trust.
1: Well, now, if you're so set against the poor old dear, I don't suppose you want any part of what she's sending us.
2: You can play that on your ocarina in six flats, baby. I don't want any part of anything that that <clears throat> What's she sending us?
1: Oh, you wouldn't be interested. And it's a shame, too. She took such a fancy to you when she came to see us that time.
2: Oh, sure. I spent nine days digging out that Civil War photo of hers out of the attic to put on the piano to show how we loved her. And what happened? What did? She took one look at it, sniffs, and says, Oh, never had it tinted, did you? (laughs) Why, that knows it... What's she say in her letter?
1: Well, she said she was sending us a valuable present. Registered, insured mail. Mm -hmm. She said it belonged to her husband, and he had always been very proud of it.
2: Her husband? If she's sending me another pair of those yellow button shoes of his, (laughs) with the box toes... No, no. You wouldn't spend the dime to get something like that registered.
1: Oh, uh, now, McGee, just because Aunt Sarah happens to have a little money is. Not... A
2: little money? Why, that old she-miser holds a first mortgage on Fort Knox.
1: <laughs>
2: Why, she's got more Mazuma than. Who's that? I'll peek and see. Uh-oh. It's that male woman.
1: Don't call her a male woman. Sounds like a circus freak. <laughs> Say, the woman who delivers the mail.
2: It's too cumbersome. Why not just the baguette like we used to? <laughs>
3: Well,
2: all right, come in. Hi, sis. You got some mail for us?
3: No, I'm just going around ringing doorbells for the fun of it. Mm -hmm.
1: Don't ask silly questions, dear, if you don't want silly answers.
3: Is this 79 Whistle Vista?
2: No, we just put that number over the door to kid people, sis. (laughs) This is really the Empire State Building. McGee. Well, she was asking silly questions herself, too.
3: (laughs) Just a formality, sir. Is this lady Mrs. Molly McGee? I am that. Have you any identification, madam?
2: She's got a small scar on her elbow from getting it caught in the ringer, sis. (laughs) We also had some x-rays of her teeth, but we used them for Christmas
4: cards. (laughs) You know,
2: don't be down in the mouth. Have a Merry Christmas.
3: I'd prefer a ration book or a driver's license or something similar. My
1: goodness, I know the United States mail must go through, but must it go through all this?
3: (laughs) I have a very valuable consignment for you, madam. I'm uh-huh. responsible for delivering it to the proper person.
2: Oh, my wife is proper, all right, sis. <laughs> She'd rather eat a dry hamburger than spank the bottom of a ketchup bottle in public.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and furthermore, she...
1: quiet, dearie. Here, Dear miss. Here's a bracelet with my name on it. Where's the package? Right here, madam. Heavenly days, McGee. It's from Aunt Sarah.
2: Man, that don't thrill me any, baby. Probably a handful of Dewey buttons.
3: (laughs) Well, we'll soon see. You don't mind if I open this, miss? Not at all, madam. I'll be glad to see that it was delivered in good condition.
2: Uh Open the box. Open the box. Open it up. Ah, I thought so. A little square of cotton. My gosh, what a gift. What do we use that for? To dry our tears at the thought of her generosity? A little
5: dab of cotton. Ah,
1: that's just the way the box is packed, McGee. Now look. Ah! It's Uncle Louie's diamond stick pin.
5: What? Woo! Wow.
2: What a rock. Why, that must be seven carats at least.
3: It's ten carats if I ever ate one. (laughs) Pardon me. Would you mind signing for this, please? Huh? Uh, Oh, yes. Sure, of course. Uh, Thank you. Where do I sign? Right here. Thank you. And here. Thank you. Now, down here in two places. Thank you. Thank you.
6: <laughs> My gosh,
2: this. When you deliver stuff as valuable as this, you ought to travel with an armed guard.
3: I do. Huh? All right, then. Both Face. Huh.
5: Forward. Heart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Billy Mills and the orchestra play the karaoke.
1: This is the biggest diamond I ever saw outside of the White Sox Park.
2: Ah, good old Aunt Sarah. I knew the old girl had come through one of these days. My gosh, a ten-carat diamond.
1: Say, haven't you changed your tune about Aunt Sarah?
2: Ah, it's the same tune. I just fixed up the lyrics a little. <laughs> ah, great old gal, Aunt Sarah. I'm happy to admit I was wrong about her. To think of her sending me a diamond stick
1: pin. It was addressed to me, dearie, if you'll remember.
2: Oh, women don't wear stick pins.
1: Well, this one is going to wear this one. If I have to wear a necktie on my house dress Isn't it beautiful?
2: Better than that, it's valuable My gosh, diamonds must run about a thousand bucks a carat And they get valuabler as they get bigger So this ought to be worth about 15 grand
1: I've always wanted a big diamond One that was really vulgar
2: <laughs> And you got one, Snooky. If you had this thing in a ring, you'd have to wear your arm in a sling <laughs>
1: Ought
2: to be carried over the shoulder in a pair of ice tongs. I never saw such a rock
1: Oh, hello, Alice Look what Aunt Sarah just sent us.
2: Yeah, up. a ten-carat diamond, Alice. Peek, your, uh, peek through your fingers at it. It ain't equipped with dimmers. but. Don't <laughs> <look her> up. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Creepers, isn't that beautiful? Oh, who did you say sent it to My you? My Aunt Sarah, Alice.
2: Yeah, our favorite relative, Alice. Grand old girl. One of the best.
7: Aunt Sarah. Uh, isn't she the one that Mr. McGee is always saying that she's A up... human piggy bank with a built-in grunt? She's yeah. yeah. the one. Well,
2: my gosh! When a guy admits he was wrong, why? And can't... he
7: always gave me
1: the impression that she was going to sell her house and go live in her safe deposit box. <laughs> yes, he
7: often said. Okay, that. okay,
2: okay. My gosh, can anybody take a joke? Gee whiz! I was always very fond of Aunt Sarah, in my quiet way.
7: <laughs> well, it certainly is a gorgeous diamond, Mrs. McGee. I never knew oysters grew diamonds that big. Oh. <laughs> Oysters grow pearls, Alice Mm -hmm. Jeepers, pearls too? Why, the versatile little things
2: (laughs) No, no, Alice Diamonds come from They're grown And the diamonds are a product of They uh, come from
7: And
4: Sarah
2: Yeah, people give them to you
4: (laughs)
7: Is uh, something you wanted, Alice? Yes, Mrs. McGee. I wondered if you had any extra V-mail stationery. I've got a stack of letters to write, and I haven't any V-mail paper left.
2: I'm sorry, kid. Nary a sheet of it. But there's plenty of other kinds in the desk there you're welcome to.
1: Yes, you can take your choice of stationery from the Ambassador Hotel... The Santa Fe Railroad, the Chicago World's Fair, or the Kansas City Stockyard.
7: (laughs) No, thanks. V-Mail gets where it's going so much faster, I don't like to use anything else. Why do they call it V-Mail, anyway? Well, I think it's because you can write voluminously, and it gets to various villages all over the world with such wonderful velocity.
2: (laughs) very valid, Vera. I always get a bang out of sending letters V-Mail myself. Always feel like I'm slipping a fast one over on the postal department.
1: Why, McGee? Oh, I don't
2: know. It costs you eight cents to send a letter airmail across the country. But send a V-mail letter and they'll fly it anywhere in the world for three cents. You can lick a stamp and stick out your tongue at the government at the same time.
7: <laughs> don't you like the government, Mr. McGee? Why, he
1: loves it, Alice. He loved his fourth grade teacher, too. But that didn't keep him from putting fly paper inside of her overshoes. <laughs> ah, he has a wide strain of mischief in him, and it is a strain. Well, he whiz, the guy? Well, I
7: have... guess I'd better get to the drugstore and get some mail stationery. I owe Jimmy Thompson another letter this week. Another letter? Two in one week? Three? You see, I used to go with Jimmy in high school. Oh. He was captain of the football team, the track team, and the basketball team.
2: Three-letter man, eh?
7: <laughs> yes, so why should I cut him down now? <laughs> well, goodbye now and take good care of that ice cube. <laughs>
1: oh, dear, ice cube is right, McGee. I'm a little afraid to have this diamond around the house. Me
2: too. Anybody found out we had a $15,000... 000... Hey, Molly, Molly, get my gun. Quick, call the police. Run and hide. Don't stay here with me. Hurry
1: Captain up. What get... on earth is the matter with you, McGee? You're as white as Christmas in Spitzbergen.
2: <laughs> I just saw somebody peeking in the window. Tough looking mug. Ugly puss on him. Gangster type.
1: My goodness, which window? That one
2: right there. You call the police while McGee, I.
1: McGee! That's not a window, that's a mirror. Huh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, it just goes to show what could happen. (laughs) Here, Molly, you better keep the diamond.
1: No, you take it. It makes me nervous.
2: You take it. It was sent to you.
1: But it was meant for both
2: of us. Well, you're a woman. You ought to have
1: it. You're a man. You can guard it better. Yes, but Chief
2: Hello, folks. Hey, what are you looking so serious about? Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. We were just debating about who should have custody of the diamond. What diamond?
1: This one that Aunt Sarah just sent us. See?
0: Hmm. Well, burn my toast if that isn't a rock (laughs) That's if whistle (laughs) (laughs) Say, if that was crushed, you could pave a driveway with it Sir, a
2: stone like that is like a restaurant pie, Junior You gotta study it before you cut it (laughs) You say this thing was a gift?
1: Yes, for my Aunt Sarah, Mr. Wilcox McGee's favorite aunt, as of ten minutes ago
2: Oh, I always loved Aunt Sarah,
0: you know that what would you say that diamond was worth, Junior? Well, gee, I'm no jewel expert, pal, but offhand, I'd say this stone was worth about 20000
1: Heavenly days, $20,000.
0: I'd have said 15000 but you know me, always conservative. <laughs> Look at it glitter. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen anything gleam like that since I gave my last demonstration of how Johnson's self-polishing glow coat makes faded and worn linoleum <laughs> glisten like you again. <laughs>
2: Waxy, is there any subject that anybody could discuss that you couldn't whittle the sales
0: angle out of it? I don't know. Let me think. (laughs) No.
1: What if this had been a ruby, Mr. Wilcox?
0: Well, that would have been a coincidence, Molly. It was my sister, Ruby. I was demonstrating the glow coat, (laughs) to. Just showing her how simple it is to pour a little glow coat on the scuffed and tired old linoleum, spread it around with a long-handled applier, and let it dry to a shiny, protective finish in 20 minutes or less. How it saves hours of tedious scrubbing. Just a minute, Waxy. What if we showed you an emerald? Oh, gee, that reminds me. The Emerald Avenue bowling alleys. Hmm? We had a date to go bowling this afternoon, Fibber. remember? Oh, my gosh, I'd forgot all about it, Junior. I'll get my hat and be right with you. Don't wait up for me, Molly, because...
1: No, no, please. Now, don't leave me in the house alone with a $20,000 diamond. I'd be frightened to
0: death. but, Molly, I can't take it with me. You don't wear 10-carat diamonds to go bowling. Well, I see where you're both going to be worn out if you keep this up. You don't dare go out, and you don't dare stay home with it around.
1: Well, what do we do?
0: Have it insured and stop worrying. Well, <laughs> I never thought of that, Waxy. You're very bright. Huh. You think I'm bright? You ought to see a newly polished. No, you know. yes, yes. Sure, we
1: know. Do you mind if uh, McGee doesn't go bowling with you tonight, Mister Wilcox? I'm
0: sorry, Junior, but you see how it is. Oh, that's okay, pal. We can go some other time. You get that stick pin insured. Hey. Go see my cousin, Big Barney Wilcox, in the security building. He'll appraise it for you.
1: Does he handle uh, jewelry insurance, Mr. Wilcox?
0: Oh, he specializes in insuring jewelry and uh, opera singer's voices.
1: Odd combination.
0: Oh, I don't know. An opera singer thinks as much of her precious tones as a jeweler. Oh. Hmm. Tell Big Barney I thank you. Oh.
1: <laughs> precious tones, heavenly days. Yeah.
2: Ever notice, Molly, whatever you want done, he's always got a cousin or an uncle that can handle
1: it? Yes, it's pretty handy, too, relatively speaking. Yeah. Well, I'll run upstairs and put on my face, McGee. we better leave right away.
2: Hey, we better tell Beulah we're going out. Oh, Beulah! Oh,
1: Beulah! Somebody whooping for Beulah? <laughs> yes, Beulah. We'll, Mr. McGee
8: and I have to get downtown right away, but we'll be back for dinner. Okay, ma'am.
4: <laughs> in,
8: in case somebody call up while you're gone, you want me to take the back with your address? You mean forwarding address. No, sir, I mean so you can call them back. Oh,
1: I guess. Well, we won't be gone long, Beulah. We're just going to have a diamond stick pin appraised and insured.
8: Show it to her, McGee.
2: Here, Beulah. Take a look at that.
8: Mmm. Heavenly days, if you don't mind me quoting you, ma'am. That is the gorgeousest, magnificentest diamond I ever did see. If Santa Claus bring you that, he got a new believer. <laughs> No, my
1: Aunt Sarah sent us that, Beulah. Aunt Sarah? hmm
8: Excuse me, ma'am, but ain't she the one Mr. McGee always saying she's as tight as a string on a tennis racket? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> no, i just kidding
2: about that, Beulah. Aunt Sarah is really a wonderful person. Sweet, generous, really lovable.
8: That's a revised estimate, ain't it, sir? <laughs> Slightly, Beulah. But who wouldn't revise their opinion of somebody who sent them a diamond like this? Oh, you sure got something there, ma'am. I wish Ira could see this. Ira? Yeah, I said that's my finance. You mean,
1: uh, fiancé, Beulah Finance refers to money
8: So do Ira With the deepest respect <laughs> He think we ain't got enough yet to get married, all oh?
2: He's pretty cautious about money, Beulah?
8: Yes, sir, he is He's a real nice boy, Ira, but sometimes Oh, sometimes I wish he would fling a little
4: Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Word, oh, 20000 at a gas, Beulah.
8: 20000 How much is that in money, sir?
1: <laughs> That's more than we ever saw, Beulah. That's why we've got to have it appraised and insured.
2: Yeah, it's a funny feeling, too. Here we've been on the rocks for 20 years, and now we got the rocks on us.
8: <laughs> <laughs> you got the rocks on you, <laughs>
5: Love that man. <laughs>
0: and sing, Don't Fence the End.
5: Wildcat Kelly, looking mighty pale, was standing by the sheriff's side. When that sheriff said, I'm sending you to jail, Wildcat raised his head and cried. Oh, give me land, lots of land, under starry skies above, don't thank Ride through the wide-open country that I love Oh, no, 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 don't fence me in Let me be by myself in the evening breeze Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees Send me off forever, but I ask you please Don't fence me in, just turn me loose Let me saddle
0: my old saddle underneath the western
5: sky yonder till I see the mountains rise I wanna ride to the ridge where the west commences gaze at the moon till I lose my senses can't look at hobbles and I can't stand fences so don't fence me in just give me land lots of land under starry skies above never 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 fence me in let me ride my open country that I love Never, never, never fence me in I want to go loose Let me straddle my old saddle Underneath the western sky Put me on the top of my coyotes Let me wander over yonder Till I see the mountains rise Fences, take off the bracelets, I can't stand fences, don't ever do it, no, don't fence me.
1: Goodness, McGee, I never saw so many insurance offices in my life. Why are they all in the same building?
2: I don't know. I suppose they all get in the same building so they won't be bothered by insurance salesmen.
4: Yes, but.
9: Well, hello there, Molly. Hello, Rumpelstiltskin, with the emphasis you know where.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Dr. Gamble.
9: Hi, Doc,
2: you old tummy pumper. What are you doing in an insurance building? Making a deal
9: with him before you knock off a couple of patients?
1: (laughs) Why, McGee, what a horrible thought.
9: The idea of his even thinking is horrible enough, Molly. As a matter of fact, Lemonhead, I was... (laughs) I was paying the premium on my own insurance. Do you find anything sinister in that? Yes. Because you must have cheated to get any
2: insurance in the first place. According to the charts... A guy of your weight ought to be 12
9: feet tall.
1: (laughs) Ah, listen to Skinny McGee.
9: Yes, listen to Superman, spelled with two
4: Ps.
9: (laughs) Did you ever... Did you ever try leaving the table hungry? Uh, Pardon me, I mean... uh, Did you ever try leaving the table hungry? (laughs) No. Do you ever leave in the middle of a movie?
1: Oh, movies aren't fattening, McGee.
9: They're broadening, though, dear. (laughs) And from the looks of him, he spent the best years of his life sitting through double features.
2: Well, you're about four axe handles across the pistol pockets yourself. (laughs) I don't mean Boy Scout hatchets. You ought to stand back and take a good... Hey, look what Aunt Sarah sent us, Doc.
1: We're going to get it appraised and insured.
9: Well, it's a very pretty stick pin.
1: What do you
2: mean a pretty stick pin? That's the dog biggest diamond you ever laid your big fat eyes on.
9: Yes, yes, yes. I'm deeply impressed, McGee. Oh. Now what do I do, tiptoe away with my hat in my hand?
1: Well, uh, I thought it was pretty nice of Aunt Sarah to send it to us, Doctor. You
9: remember me
2: speaking of Aunt Sarah, Doc. That wonderful aunt of ours with all the O'Day. We're very fond of her.
9: Yes, I've heard you speak of her, you little hypocrite. You said she was no, the worst... Wife... Now,
2: just a darn minute, Gamble. <laughs> Never mind what I said. I won't have anybody disparaging Aunt Sarah. Even
9: me.
1: We'd better be on our way before it gets too late, McGee. Yeah,
2: well, we'll see you later, Doc. Got to get to the appraiser before he closes up.
9: That's a one-sided worry. You could get to the Dutch East Indies before you close up.
1: (laughs) Well, he wasn't much impressed by the diamond, was he, McGee?
2: No, but if it had been a gallstone that size, he'd have fell right on his face. (laughs) Hey, here's where we're going. Big Barney Wilcox. Jewels appraised.
6: Come on. Yes? And what can I do for you?
1: We want to see Mr. Big Barney Wilcox. Mr. Harlow Wilcox sent us.
6: Cousin of yours, I believe, Big. Oh, yes. I haven't seen little Harlow in years. What's he doing now?
1: Oh, still plugging away.
6: Still plugging... Fine, (laughs) fine, fine. And what could I do for you? We want to get this diamond appraised for insurance, Big. Hmm. (laughs) I see. (laughs) Right, a large stone there. Just step in here, please. Okay.
1: days, a burglar would have a hard time breaking through th- that door, wouldn't he? Yes, he
6: would. It would be much easier to come down through the ceiling. That's just plaster. <laughs> <laughs> now then, uh, you want this stick pen appraised? That's the idea, Big. Just estimate it to the nearest 5,000 bucks. That's near enough. Mm-hmm. Now, wait till I screw this glass in my eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now then, this won't take but a moment. Mm-hmm.
1: This diamond was sent to us by a wealthy aunt.
6: Mm-hmm Hated to
2: leave it around the house without it being insured Mm-hmm
1: And we didn't like to... Didn't like to carry it around, either Mm-hmm
2: <laughs> Not that we couldn't get another one if we wanted it big Mm-hmm This of ours has got all the dough in the world Except a few bucks that are being spent on the war effort uh, Wonderful old girl, heart of gold
5: Mm-hmm
1: Are there any flaws in the diamond, Mr. Big Barney?
5: Mm-hmm <laughs> There aren't, eh? Mm-hmm
1: My goodness, this suspense is killing me How much would you say it was worth?
6: Well, at a rough estimate, madam, I'd say there was about 40 cents worth of gold in the pin, Mm-hmm. And the diamond is strictly from the bottom of a beer bottle.
1: What? It's an imitation?
6: You mean it ain't a
2: real diamond?
6: Mm-hmm. Now, ah, that's Aunt Sarah for you.
1: That penny-pinching, miserly
2: old droop. She's got a tighter clutch than a 10-ton truck. What have I always said about
4: her?
5: She's the worst nickel-nibbling type of... old. <laughs>
0: must have been a very trying time to our grandmothers in the days when kitchen floors got scrubbed once a week, and please don't track up my floors was such a familiar request. How grateful those earlier housekeepers would have been for Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Imagine not having to worry about wet feet tracking across the linoleum, or things spilled. If there's a protective shield of glow coat on the floor, you can relax, because spilled things wipe up in a jiffy, and the actual linoleum surface is protected against moisture, dirt, and wear. The regular use of glow coat makes linoleum last six to ten times longer. And, of course, keeps it bright and colorful all during its long life. And that's besides the major job of saving you work. Because it's self-polishing, glow coat needs no rubbing or buffing. Shines itself while it dries in 20 minutes to a colorful luster. Yes, our grandmothers would have been mighty happy about Johnson's self-polishing glow coat.
2: ladies and gentlemen, there are millions of servicemen overseas who are awfully hungry for news. Just simple, gossipy news about you and home. Send them letters by V-Mail, a lot of them, and often.
1: V-Mail flies overseas. V-Mail doesn't clog up the vital supply lines. But most important of all, V-Mail means faster and more frequent mail to our men and women overseas. And keep your letters cheerful.
2: Yes, a guy with his feet in the mud, dodging high explosive, and Gnawing on emergency rations shouldn't be bothered with sisters' measles, late laundry, and family feuds.
1: Write cheerfully. Write often. Write the mail. Right.
2: Right. Good night.
1: Good night, all.
0: This is Marla Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax finishes for home and industry, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.